But the Holy Grail is named the Holy Grail for a reason. When you look at mining companies, about one in 10,000 is actually a big success. So essentially, if you're a mining person, you're chasing the Holy Grail. It's that thing that's it's almost too good to be true. And we believe we've found it. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I'm sure you're gonna have a great time. And if you are a repeat listener, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for all of your support. And it's wonderful knowing that the show is making a difference for you. Now, speaking of making a difference today, I'm on the line with the managing partner of Tesoro Capital Partners and also the president and director at Prospect Ridge Resources, Mr. Nick Luxer. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Oh, look, the pleasure is absolutely all mine now. Uh, we were just talking offline uh, about uh, me going over your bio information and what a wonderful journey. And I'd love to take a deep dive into, obviously, Prospect Ridge Resources and your relationship uh, as it turns with uh, Tesoro Capital Partners. But before we do that, it's customary for us, Nick, to spend some time learning about you. So let's find out where you live. Where's home for you? I live in West Vancouver, British Columbia, which is, um, I guess you could say, somewhat of a suburb of Vancouver, BC in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, wonderful. Has that been home for a long time? Yeah, my family moved here from Toronto in 1994. I was 13 years old, so it's been home for a very good portion of uh, those last ooh, 27 years. Yeah, wow, well, time flies, doesn't it, Nick? Now, I wonder, uh, what is it uh, during your time growing up there that you can recall the most, that you that you recall fondly? Uh, in, in Vancouver? Yes, sir. Two things. Uh, in the summer, it's boating. I love being on the boat. I love fishing. I love swimming in the ocean, all that type of stuff. And in the winter, it's all about skiing. I love to ski, and there's tons of it to do here in the city limits. Also, we have the amazing Whistler Blackcomb, about an uh, hour, 15-minute drive from my house. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that, those, those are the two activities for me, winter skiing, summer on the boat. Now, I know that uh, given your role, you'd be very, very busy, and I think it would be important for you to have that downtime. Do you find much time to have downtime? To do the things I'm you want. I'm on 24-7, never ends. Mm. Call me at 11 p.m., you can call me on a Sunday, it doesn't matter. I, I don't really view it as a job, it's definitely a career, it's a love, it's a passion, and it's, mm. I view it as stuff that I do. You know, As the comedian Chris Rock once said, work is that thing that you don't like doing. I think he might have used different terminology. Yes. Go for now. Like working at Red Lobster scrubbing plates. And that's work, because that's not fun. What I do, I love it. I love finding cool business deals, putting them together and making them successful. Yeah, I can absolutely tell that for sure and certain looking through your bio and all of your experiences, which we're going to be talking about at some depth in a moment. Now, in terms of sports, do you love any particular type of sports and do you follow any teams? Um, well, skiing on a personal level. Yes. And um, hockey, I, I still play, you know, feeling a little old for that sometimes. <laughs> Soar back and a little slow compared to the guys who are in their 20s. But uh, still lots of fun. And then baseball. It was baseball and hockey were the two sports that I grew up playing. But I have an appreciation for a lot of different sports. Obviously, American football, NFL is great. Yep. And, you know, Toronto Raptors uh, were my team, still are, especially uh -huh. 
2019. And um, yeah, you know, sport as a whole is, is a lot of fun. I love to compete and, and have a good time with other people. Now, do you like uh, music? What sort of music do you get into, Nick? Uh, in the Ray, you know, I, I grew up uh, originally in Toronto, where it's turned into a rather large hip hop scene. Hip hop scene. scene coming out of there. Some of which being some of my childhood friends, and so I'm prone to liking that. But I, I love certain rock and roll. Uh, I like stuff that's kind of a, a mix between the two. And at dinner, we play classical music, Beethoven, uh, Vivaldi, and such things are typically what we have going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, in terms of uh, cuisine, you seem to me that you would like uh, the finer things in life. What type of meals do you like to eat? What's your, what's your thing? Well, if you're going to make me choose, I'd say Italian's hands down my favorite. Oh. <laughs> um, pastas and the salads and the pizzas and um, stuff like chicken parm. Of course, I love a great steak. And uh, if you're going to make me pick a second cuisine, I would go with Mexican. Or oh. more specifically, more like Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex, yes. With stuff like that. Now, we live in a place called McLaren Vale. It's one of the best wine regions in the world. And as soon as you say Italian food, surely you must like a red now and again. Have, have I made the right guess? Uh, you have. You know, I have a pretty good wine collection going. <laughs> it's not but uh, some of my favorites out of Italy, like Sassacaia, would be one. And then... Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, Camus out of California and and um, Oculus out of uh, Canada. So we yeah. we might need to arrange a red coming out of McLaren Vale for you, get you uh, indoctrinated into the local region. That's for sure and certain. Now, in terms of uh, growing up, um, we all, well, most of us, I suspect, have people that we look to and that almost become our mentors. Do you recall having somebody in your life in your formative years that help shape you to be the man you've become today, do you think? Yeah, a couple different people, my father being one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had a couple different uncles that were very influential. And then um, <clears throat> I've had a couple of, I guess you could say, family friends too. Yep. People, I, I watched them and saw the way they operated and might have been just the way they handled people, talked to people, or the types of businesses they were in. And then most recently, the fellow who is our, our CEO here in, uh, at Prospect Ridge Resources, He's definitely a, a friend and a mentor whom, whom I'm very fortunate to learn a lot from. Yeah, we're going to be talking about him if this is the same individual I'm thinking about in a moment. Now, um, I, I know that ongoing education must be important for somebody like you. Do you still um, find value in, in, in educating yourself? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I usually take a couple extra courses a year. It's always good to be learning new things and... Um, polishing your, uh, your your skills and your abilities and broadening your horizons. So mm. education is always a good thing to, to keep going at different stages in life. Now, for the context of the call, I think it's important that everybody uh, has an appreciation for your um, educational background. Would you mind sharing a little bit about it with us? Yeah, I started off in math and statistics at Concordia University uh, in Montreal, ended up losing this tooth playing hockey. <laughs> and, uh, in that downtime, I was considering like, why am I taking math and statistics? So I started focusing more on business and marketing being something that I really loved, but business in general. And then when I, I got older uh, in more recent years, I decided to go back and start studying a bunch of different courses, uh, entrepreneurship, um, other types of business courses, leadership and stuff like that. You know, I figured it, it couldn't hurt to continue to broaden my horizons and uh, I learn more about uh, business 
and myself, of course. Of course, along the way. Now, Nick, when I started out, and we don't we don't end up where we start out. I was uh, my first ever job, if you want to call it that, was helping a neighbour who owned a fencing company, and I was uh, helping him do fencing for my first job. Can you recall the first ever thing that you did? Absolutely. <laughs> first two jobs were working in marinas. Uh, not too far from where I live now, here up in the Vancouver, BC area. Uh, one was on an island called Bowen Island, which is still a place that I love. And my job was to catch incoming boats and help them tie up. And then if the people needed any help, uh, any, anything else along the, those lines, and talk to them on the radio, and they'd call in, and you know, I'd tell them where to meet me, and I'd meet them there, tie them up, and then move on to the next one. And then the next summer, I worked at a different marina in Horseshoe Bay in West Vancouver. And um, my boat, my job was sending out boats that were the boats. So, you know, you'd give people the rundown on how to operate them, what to do, what not to do. And uh, you'd be surprised by how few people <laughs> understand you need to slow down and become a Imagine that. And then once they'd moved on, you know, clean it, fill it with gas, turn it around and send it out to the next person. And so I was 15, 16 years old when I did those jobs. Yeah, fantastic. I love this sort of story because it gives some, I guess, some personality to the people behind the businesses, which is, I guess, at the sharp pointy end of the call. Now, um, leading up to this, um, your involvement with Tesoro Capital Partners, I know that reading through your bio, you have a lot of different skill sets. I'm wondering if you can share with us some of the things that you've done since then along the way that's led you to this role. My family business, uh, my father was in, it was, uh, you know, is construction, mainly super high end homes, but he also did things like build high rises and, and develop big townhouse complexes, mm -hmm. followed his footsteps into that. And shortly later, I started my own first development company and, and then on to another one. And I found myself getting into a tech business and I owned some restaurants and, um, been involved in various capital markets plays and my, my professional life started gravitating towards the, the capital markets where, you know, I'd be working on building companies, finding acquisition targets, uh, raising funds, and then trying to make them a success, building good management teams. And um, that had been my focus for years. And that's essentially what Tesoro Capital Partners is. Mm -hmm. a group of like-minded capital markets people that look for exciting opportunities that are run by passionate people that we believe will succeed if we can help them in, in any way we can. Usually it's financially and then with going on to a public market and helping to tell their story. And moving on to Prospect Ridge Resources, that was one of those companies that we were, were working on. And so I, I've been on this since before it was ever public. And uh, I've functioned in all kinds of different roles, branding, dealing with our legal teams, I go up north and I visit these sites and fly around in helicopters and look over my shoulder for grizzly bears. And, <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I've had my hands in, in all aspects of the business and uh, it, it's been a true pleasure. It's also a true pleasure to have really great people working with you. Mm -hmm. And that, it, that in itself is almost worthwhile. Let just alone other great aspects. It's just it's working with great people and learning and succeeding. In and of itself, absolutely. Now, we're going to talk at depth about the, uh, I guess, the relationships that you have in a moment. Now, I, I'd love to um, talk about, I think what you've covered is basically that you're a generalist, you've done most of everything, so you have a good spread of understanding about everything inside business, which is very important. What do you think for you is the one thing that you think that you are super good at? Recognizing, recognizing opportunity mm -hmm. and... Um, 
figuring out the right people to, to work with to make that opportunity a success. Yeah, fantastic. Now, uh, is that your main role at, uh, at Tesoro? Yeah, it is. Tesoro, we essentially were out there looking for entrepreneurs that are building great things that could use our help and guidance into becoming amazing things. Let's talk about the structure of Tesoro because it's a very interesting process. How do you go about, uh, one, identifying these these great opportunities and going through the assessment phase to see if whether or not you should partner with an organization? Well, you know, we look at a lot of companies. I can tell you in the last few years, we've looked at literally hundreds. Mm. We start off with a relatively broad and, um, you know, big set of guidelines. And we try to cast as wide a net as possible, but the fact of the matter is that sometimes certain things just won't work. Hmm. Maybe they don't trust, maybe they don't work for them. But we run into people that we agree like, hey, we're great, you're great, we think that this will go well for you. Best of luck, we're just not the right fit. So, you know, we approach everything in a positive uh, manner. We're always an open book. We want people to know exactly who we are and how we operate, and then we expect the same in return. And if we're getting further down the road where we really think we can do something, then we, we get into specifics and talk about how we will legally come together, who's going to take care of each role, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a lot of detail. It takes lots of time, but it's also lots of fun and very rewarding. Thank you for sharing. I really, really appreciate it. Now, Nick, at Tesoro, you would be able to explain this better than I could ever try to explain it. You have a suite of, I guess, products and services that you offer. I was wondering if you could run through what they are. Yeah, sure. You know, we, we work on, with companies in a various uh, amount of ways. We help fund people. We can take them public. We can take someone who is already public and uh, we could change the business and roll something new into it. Um, we can clean up any type of mess that might be left over from a previous shell where it's been abandoned or, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of whatever you need in a financial capital markets setting. You can come talk to us and see if we can help you out. What we really focus on is finding companies to either IPO, meaning take public initially, initial public offering, or to do an RTO, which in Canada, that's reverse takeover. In the United States, it's called reverse merger. And that is we have an existing entity that's on a public market and we're, we're taking it over, doing a reverse takeover, reverse merger, or we're taking that business and bringing it into the public vehicle However, the public vehicle now becomes the thing that's actually just taken over. That makes sense. Absolutely. So this is not only just the, the legal entity structure takeover. Is this operational, like through management? Do you get involved at that level as well? Yes. Um, that being said, let's just say that we're looking at a company that's, for instance, a um, cancer drug. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about cancer drugs, and I never will. Mm. What we do is in the process of figuring out whether this is something that's worthwhile or not, is we do significant due diligence on the group that we're working with to make sure that we believe they do. We also bring in outside advisors that can help make sure that everything we're being told is correct and everything is above board and, and everything should run as, uh, as advertised. If everything checks out and we get along, we come to an agreement, excuse me, the deal is you run the business, we run the capital market side. If you want our support, ask and they'll shall receive and vice versa. But I'm not going to come into your lab and tell you how you start testing drugs to treat patients, uh, patients cancer because that's not my world. My world is I'm going to get you funded 
so you can keep working on these things and hopefully, hopefully save lives and to get you trading on the market. And you're going to give us your story and we're going to tell it to the world. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that clarity. I think that's really important for those who are uh, going to be looking at, uh, I guess, investment opportunities as they arise um, later in our, our conversation. Now, uh, with that being said, you've done a lot of work with Prospect Ridge uh, to assess their suitability to partner. What made it such an attractive offer for you, an opportunity for you? Well, <laughs> there's a few reasons. Um, the property, hmm. the whole Specifically, the one in Quebec, Galilee, it's great. But the Holy Grail is named the Holy Grail for a reason. Now, when you look at mining companies, about one in 10,000 is actually a big success. So essentially, if you're a mining person, you're chasing the Holy Grail. It's that thing that's it's almost too good to be true. And we believe we found it. It's absolutely massive. It's 80,000 hectares. It has historical past producers on the property. We're just south of the Golden Triangle, which... Anyone who doesn't know what the Golden Triangle is, please look it up. There's numerous multi-billion dollar companies pulling tons of minerals out of the ground up there, including gold and silver. Our property, the Holy Grail, is the exact same geology. Uh, we are set here to, to create a Holy Grail that it's the real thing. It's not mm. just, I got to chase this thing that hopefully exists and maybe it doesn't. No, it does. We have it. It's just north of Terrace, British Columbia. And we're going to prove this thing up to be to be huge. The results we've been getting back already are beyond promising. We have four spots in the property that's drill ready for spring. We're going to keep prospecting through the, the winter. And by then, we're going to have another four to six drill ready spots to go. So this is going to be an amazing story. I consider myself so fortunate to be a part of it. Mm. I wish I had a crystal ball so I could see into the future to know how big of a success is it really going to be. You know, like I, I'm, I'm excited because I know it's going to be great, but is it going to be unbelievably mind blowing? I, I, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, thank you for sharing. This is uh, very exciting. Now, in terms of geology, um, you've obviously drilled holes in the ground. What are you pulling out? Is it just um, gold? Is it other deposits? Uh, what are you looking for? Glad you asked. I brought a few things to show you. <laughs> These are little samples that. Uh, Come out of the ground up there. Oh, very nice. I'm just gonna show you a few. In this rock, there is visible gold, there is silver, there's copper, there's all kinds of stuff. There's even some semi-precious stones. We even have a large amount of rare earth up there. There's so much mineralization in this property that it's mind blowing. It's funny, you know, one of the days that I was up there and I go up, you know, and um, visit the property myself and like to see the visible gold in the ground for myself. Uh, we're flying in the helicopter. Sometimes you use a helicopter to get to spots that are unaccessible by road. Sometimes you use it because it's efficient because you can hit six spots instead of hitting two in a truck. Yes. Yep. One of these days we're hitting spot, 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 spot. And we've just seen a lot of amazing rock. And our CEO, Mike Iverson, who's an extremely successful mining veteran, he turns to me and we all have the headset on because we're in the helicopter and everybody can hear this geologist and of course the pilot. And he's like, do you see how excited the geologists were back there? I said, I did. He's like, that gets me excited because these guys are scientists. They use science to prove that what we think is actually fact. And, and the facts are is that what's coming back is, is beyond exciting. Yeah, I, I, I listened to this and I think about the legendary Michael Iverson. I'm wondering, he came out of retirement for this. Is that correct? 
Yeah, he he is living his uh, his dream life, retirement. He doesn't need to come out of retirement, does he? No, he just he's a very wealthy guy. He does not need <laughs> retirement. Um, definitely a, a rock hound, and he's a guy that can't pass up an unbelievable opportunity. And you look at what he did at Fortuna Silver. They had a market cap max, and he was uh, ahead of it at 1.8 billion. I think they pulled two and a half billion dollars with silver out of the ground. Got bought out by Osisco. You know, similar story of success there at, at, at Nile Gold and, and Volcanic. The guy's like, a, you know, he's a home run hitter. He hits one after another, and this one he thinks is going to be a grand slam. You know, he just he couldn't help it. He, he saw this rock that came from the property, and he needed to see for see it for himself. He flew up, walked the ground, took some time because the property's huge. And visited a bunch of different spots, and then just to make sure that he wasn't, you know, crazy, <laughs> he a bunch of uh, of his trusted. Um, geologists uh, opinions and they agreed said you are right this is unbelievable you are on to something huge here so um <laughs> such a thing is, is pretty impressive that in itself is, is uh i think a clear statement of, of what we got but you know back that up with our 43 101s and the, the results we're getting back from our assays and and everything else if this thing is we've got all the pieces of the puzzle for this to be an absolutely massive success you know i just hope people stay tuned and watch how far we really take it because i think we've got a long way to go because i think this is um again i'm i'm you know shifting around in my seat with excitement just listening to this and seeing some of the the samples that you've put in front of us today now i'm hearing that uh, upwards of 60 percent is owned internally is that correct of um... it, it is yeah um some of those people uh, they've been with Mike 30 years. He's made them literally hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, one of them's a multi-billionaire. The other one is, you know, halfway to being there. These are guys that are in this for the long haul. They're not here to, to sell stock anytime soon. They believe that Mike's going to bring home another massive, massive success. Uh, myself included, I, I brought in a good number of the people that I hold dear. Some of them are extremely influential, big people. One of them's a family as well. And same deal. They're, they're in this to to see how much gold we can really pull out. You know, Mike's attitude towards it too is we're not going to prematurely sell or spin off or any of this to any of this stuff because when we're hitting gold and we're drilling, we don't know if we're sitting on 3 million ounces or are we sitting on 30. So we're going to put in the time and the effort to figure out exactly how much we have because we really feel there's a lot up in those mountains. Because I was going to ask you about that because um, others who are operating in the location you're at, they're seeing stocks go 700,000% rallies. So what do you think the numbers are potentially? Um, I love those as measuring sticks. I actually, frankly, I think that we could surpass them. See, I use the word could. Could, yes. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's 100%, uh, 100% possible. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, I guess. Yes, and announce like that and, and think that something like those uh, increases, if not far more, are possible. It is entirely possible. So how far off is, uh, I guess, surface um, uh, drilling before this starts to commence? So we'll keep prospecting for the winter. Um, our property uh, benefits from being close to the Pacific Ocean and a lot of it being at a lower elevation. So it's actually not as cold on a lot of the land as you'd think. So we'll keep working through winter. And come spring, we have four spots we're going to be drilling for sure and possibly uh, another four to six. So we might be drilling eight to 10 targets by, by spring, but four for sure. We're gonna drill a minimum of 10,000 meters, possibly as much as 20,000 meters. 
So what are the, uh, I guess, the access uh, paths like? You mentioned that some are quite inaccessible. And what about, uh, I guess, the support structures, um, you know, water and things like that? There are spots that are, are harder to access. You're either hiking or using a helicopter, but the majority of the property, uh, it's accessed by logging roads and it's accessed by highways. So we are very fortunate to have all these logging roads that are already out there, some more that are being put in now. Um, other smaller trails for ATVs, but when it comes to moving crews, moving tools and machinery, it's, it's quite easy. We're very fortunate to be in that situation. We're also only 10 kilometers or four miles north of Paris, British Columbia, where there's an airport, um, all kinds of different services for the mining industry because mining's huge up there. Mm. Water Ocean Port is just a little ways north of us for sea freight. We have a CN rail train uh, train track that runs right by us, so we could use that if we need to. Rio Tinto, everyone knows them. They're a monster. They have a smelting operation just down the road. We've got high-quality electricity coming through. We've got water. We've got literally it all. So we're in a very, very fortunate situation when it comes to infrastructure and support. Yeah, thank you again for sharing, because I know there'd be a lot of investors who are listening into this call with ears pricked, as it were, because this is a very exciting, uh, I guess, uh, story that's coming out of the show today. Now, I'm wondering, tell us about the stock and share structure behind Prospect Ridge. Yeah, so, you know, kind of mentioned before that 60% of the company is held by um, relatively close-knit group of people. These are investors that have been along with Mike or myself or other members of our team for years. And they're really in this for the longer term. And, and they're looking, you know, into the future for when we actually are drilling and, and we're you know, coming up with big results. And we're growing this company to a point where we're going to have people like Osisco or other giants knocking on our door and wanting to buy us out. Yeah, fantastic. What a great uh, outcome that would be. Now, I'd love to talk about the people that are supporting this operation, both uh, from inside to Soro as well as... Uh, um, the actual business itself. Can you tell us a bit about the management team? Sure. Well, you know, obviously we have Mike at the helm and then um, I'm one of the people sitting at his right hand. We have my, my, my colleague, Liam, who's also an attorney that, that helps a lot of the, the management and um, corporate stuff. And then in the field, we have amazing people. Our, our prospector, Jason, he's the one that brought us the deal. The guy's an absolute rock hound. He spent years out there finding all these spots and getting them ready to bring to the right person. Uh, Nikolai Gopel, senior geologist, also nominated as prospector of the year in the Yukon this year. Amazing guy, intelligent guy, sharp guy, and super passionate about this. We have Rain Turner, who's a, a bit of a legend in his own regard, too. Almost 50 years experience, just loves geology, loves gold, and he believes that we are, are set to um, make this an absolutely massive success. And then, of course, we've got our, our fabulous CFO, Stella and uh, many other people that are working with us. I, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. More people in the office, more people in the field. We're very fortunate to be working with very great people. I, I always think about surrounding, you know, topography. What do you know about your neighbours? How are they going? Is it the, because you're part of the, the triangle? Is that is that still relevant? And what do you know about them? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Those operations are pulling gold out of the ground as we speak, silver out of the ground as we speak. Those are major producers, and then some, a whole bunch of those are multi-billion-dollar companies. They have a lot of years ahead of them before they ever are depleted. So you know, um, those guys, those are, are big, rich companies, and they're doing very well. I bet you they're watching you with a keen, keen interest for sure and certain, eh? 
Yeah, well, some of them will be probably knocking on our door in the not too distant future asking uh, what we want to do longer term and if we're interested in, you know, selling to them or partnering with them or something like that. So. I wonder, um, you know, if people want to get more information, because I'm, I'm sure there'd be a lot of excited people, where are they going to go, Nick? Where's the best place to get the, the right information <laughs> right now? Please um, visit our website, prospectridgeresources.com. Also, please watch our news. I didn't mention this before, I don't think, but our field team spent the last seven months banging on rocks and putting in samples. And we have an absolute mountain of samples that are gonna be coming back to us over the coming months. So based off what we could see, you know, in the ground, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the results that are coming back to us, we're expecting that a lot of them are gonna be quite good. So please stay tuned and watch what we put out there because there's exciting stuff ahead. Absolutely. I'll be making sure to uh, put all of those links up in front of you now. Um, importantly, Nick, what are the tickers, the stock tickers, if people want to get involved? So we initially IPO'd in Canada on the Canadian Stock Exchange as PRR. We we're on the OTC in the US as PRRSF. And then we're also in Europe on the Frankfurt as OED. OED. Well, again, I'll be making sure to have those stock tickers in front of you no matter where you see this call. Um, that information will be there in front of you. And with all that being said, Nick, what a wonderful conversation this has been. We've only just touched the surface of this exciting opportunity, and it's been a pleasure spending some time with you on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.